We're live. We're oh. live. We're live. What's you okay? Yeah, no, I was saying, oh, we're live. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're live. We're live. Welcome to the show. This is Loser Leaves Wrestling. This is the Weekly Wrestle, episode 13. Um, we need to talk about Cody. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the, I like that, honestly. That's we need a to talk really, about Cody. That's a really funny way what you headlined the show as. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> that's so very thrilled. funny. Thank you. Great I was job. so proud of myself. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> thank you all so much for joining me. Uh, Jordy Gossa, my name is Red. I am here with Roy. Uh, how are you doing? How's that tea tea treat? You got my a tea, tea bag at the tea? My tea is good. You know, I, I have two dogs. I live in this apartment with two dogs. And I'm not used to living with dogs, so I forget that they shed a lot, and oh. I'm slightly allergic. <laughs> so sometimes my throat gets irritated, and I had the hiccups right before the show, and I was terrified that I was going to have the hiccups. It's been a stressful morning, but I feel good. How you doing? How are okay. we? How are? I thought you because was talking about tea. Ooh, Chica Mark's already in and getting right into it. We're talking about tea right on the start. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I got good. a little headache. Got a little oh. headache, but I got some coffee here with some maple syrup in it. That's my Ooh. new thing. Maple yeah. syrup in my coffee. <laughs> I love that you're just mixing condiments and spices into that's, your drinks. No, but that's really good. Days. Have you tried it? I've heard good things. I've heard good things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining. We have to start talking because we have a lot to get through today. We have we a lot do. to get we through sure today. Do. And what are we starting the show off? We're going to start talking about Rampage. We're going yeah, to start talking about let's start with Saudi. Rampage. Let's start with Rampage and then jump to Saudi because I feel I actually feel like there's probably more to say about Saudi than there is about Rampage. Yeah, uh, Joe writes uh, breaking news: Brock kills the entire WWE roster. We have to talk about it. We're going to get to, uh, but let's talk about Rampage. Just uh, in all honesty, I don't have a terribly uh, like a large amount to say about Rampage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do have my favorite thing of the night, which was Serena Deep. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Serena Deeb. Uh, Serena Deeb fought uh, in her five-minute challenge, and the things I liked about it were were less the match itself, but the announcers kept referring to her as the professor. Uh-huh. I love that branding, and just keep pounding into our heads. She's the professor, Serena yep. Deeb, yep. uh, and also at the end when she her hand was raised and her just scream talking into the camera, yep. she's like, "This is it. This is my time." Like it just yep. felt very. Yep. Very exciting. Can I give you some uh, crackpot fantasy booking? Oh, I'm into it. I'm into it. So one of my favorite things on the show last night was this Jade Cargill promo, not because of the actual promo itself, but because similar to Wardlow, Wardlow is starting to only fight heels because they're going to they're start positioning him for this babyface turn. Well, Bunny is a heel. They're starting to position Jade Cargill for a babyface turn. So she's going to turn babyface. And then after Deeb has torn through all of these rookies, she's going to come out and say, I'm a rookie. You've got to beat me in five minutes. She's not going to beat her in five minutes. They're going to have a TNT t- or a TBS title match. Deeb's going to win. Yeah. Deeb's going to cheat and win, then elevating Cargill up to the main women's championship. But then Deeb, it's going to be Deeb's time to be TBS champion. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I'm not mad at it. I hope that's the case. Yeah. She did too. win rookie of the year. And everyone loves, and AEW loves talking about the Wrestling Observer's rewards. <laughs> they love them so hey, much. Hey, I just want to say, I think that's the most, bull- that's, uh, j- it's just as bullshit as the WWE Hall that's, of but, but That's, it, but that's the thing. Here's the thing, Red. You, you're, you are now counteracting a point that you made. You're counterpointing yourself to a point what? that you made last week. Because you said, you said the most legitimate Hall of Fame is Cauliflower Hourly. Besides that, 
You it's said the, it was, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. You said the other legitimate Hall of Fame is the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame because it's voted on by the readers. Over a thousand people vote every year for the Wrestling yeah, was, Observer Hall of and Fame. And that actually, then I did some thinking this week. I did. <laughs> I, I really sat on that for a little bit, and then just like the readers, the people that pay money to hear one person's thoughts. That's like having the Jim Cornette rewards. And uh, it's all voted by listeners of Jim Cornette. And guess who wins? <laughs> Jim Cornette's favorites. That's how it would work if it were. And uh, so like, you have to keep that perspective. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I mean, over a thousand people, again, vote for over these awards. Over a thousand people? I'm just saying the PWI awards are voted on by the staff of PWI. I think, well, I, I uh, scratch PWI, the only one that matters is res- a Cauliflower Alley. Who's got, but I'm not I'm not talking about the Hall of Fame, but like, what's it? There should be year-end awards in some capacity. No, they all do year-end awards. Everyone should do year. Uh, WB has their year-end awards. AW has them. PWI, Wrestling Observer. Every We have them. <laughs> We have. Yeah. So it doesn't like they mean nothing. <laughs> they mean nothing. Uh, uh, Joe writes, I like the cape, very old school. Do I have a cape? Does, does one of us have a cape? Who's no, you're going to have to elaborate that. Uh, John says, Y'all getting spicy. Yeah, we started this off hot. Uh, if if says, the Hall of Fame is brought up, we get hot. We get hot. Uh, Joe Redlitz says, The question is now Cody is WB bound. Does Meltzer retroactively downgrade all of his performances? um come on why I, is everybody I, giving Meltzer such a hard time no it's one of the things is and i've noticed like it's that obviously Meltzer, uh like i i appreciate Meltzer's take on a lot of things from the wrestling and he does have a lot of inside sources and the ones that give him information he will never talk shit to ever well, that's like, for instance, he loves chris jericho and he's always gonna love chris jericho yeah. chris jericho could do no wrong in Meltzer's eyes and whether it's true or not He's just being nice to his buddies. So it, it kind of really, it hurts his credibility for me a lot. Uh, Joe well, writes, no, the professor on Rampage last night. No, the professor on Rampage. Well, she wore, uh, she wore like a, like a jacket. Oh, the cape. Did yeah, it wasn't a cape? a cape. It was like a, like a ring jacket. I don't know what, what do you call that? Like a robe. She wore a oh, robe. Ro- ring robe. It was a robe. Uh, yeah, was a robe. Uh, John, oh, John writes, this is why I don't trust the American public. Well, who said that recently? Dragon said that on Wednesday. What he he asked That's the right. audience That's right. if Lee Moriarty should be taken under his wing. <laughs> That's very funny. No, no, wait, wait, wait. did he pass or fail? Did he pass or fail? That's <laughs> all. Uh, but now we have to talk. Any other thoughts on Rampage? What are your thoughts on Rampage? Um, I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed the fact, regardless of the match. I thought the match was good, but I really enjoyed the powerhouse Hobbs beat Dante. Uh, yeah. I oh, really like that. Too. That was a big win for Powerhouse. And they're doing this like beefy boy ladder match, which is also going to be really interesting. And my feeling is that I know you said you want to see Keith Lee versus Dante, and I agree with you. But while Keith is like getting his conditioning back and getting back into like good ring shape, have him fight big beefy dudes. Wanna why that I disagree with that? Because those matches are the money matches. Those are the matches that are just like, oh, I can't wait to see those two collide. But what I want when Keith Lee comes in is to show us why he's special and take uh, having him face big guys that he can't do. He could do things to, uh, to, uh, to power as Hobbs, but not the way he could do him to Dante Martin. Yeah. Like yeah. he works best with a big little guy combo. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so not showcasing that for the first three months of him being here, just have, let's have fun. Keith Lee being Keith Lee. And then we could have, everyone's already think of it. We all want to see him versus powerhouse Hobbs. We God. all want to see him versus Miro. You know, we want to oh, see him versus these, God. like, that would be great. But the oh. thing is, like, let us enjoy Keith Lee's specialty first. 
You know, it's yeah. kind of like the Royal Rumble. When you first get into the Royal this is why the Royal Rumble sucked this year. Because usually when you come in the Royal Rumble, you shine for yeah. the first four or five spots. You come yeah. in and shine, and then someone takes over, and then it kind of goes. But you need to shine. In this Royal Rumble, no one did. So it just felt shitty, and everyone everyone looked bad. I'm just worried about them hurting Keith Lee on the onset, not by just by not booking him the way he should. Yeah. Well, no one, no one shined in this elimination chamber match either. Are we gonna? This was my that was my segue. How did you feel about that segue? segue. I'm, um, I'm trying to adjust my lighting as we talk. Okay, you're doing great. Because um, I'm, uh, I'm shadowy. But real quick, um, for all of you that don't know, follow Lulu Zuli's wrestling. Uh, on Instagram, Loser Lee's Pod on Twitter, and yeah. also call the hotline 201 574 2 Some spicy stuff hotline. on there. Very spicy stuff. We also have a comment. Harish Gazui uh, wrote some nonsense, and uh, we should. Mm dot today. Mm dot today. <laughs> Don't type that into anywhere. <laughs> Don't type that into anywhere. Okay. Uh, and also smash that like button. I see as few of you are jumping the gun. You're supposed to wait until I say it, <laughs> otherwise, it doesn't count. So make sure to smash that like button on every single um, uh, name that you're under, username that you have, every That's fake one, idea. real one, all of them, go in and smash that like button. It helps. Uh, but what we're talking about, we're talking about Elimination Chamber. Yeah, let's jump into Elimination Chamber. Um, we watched it. It happened. Yeah, we watched it. I feel so disgusting that I yeah. watched it. it I was, feel real uh, gross. I really was, feel gross. It was a real fucking wwe show you know yeah uh the things i just want to say things that stood out should we yeah. just say the things that stood out that's the right way to go about this for sure yeah um uh I, I like lita i'm just glad that she's doing a thing it's nice to see lita doing a thing not I great so. not great but whatever um yeah. both elimination chambers the uh, were one of the thing is i thought they both had moments uh mm -hmm. the, the people that shined in the first one in the women's elimination chamber match i like nikki ash I think Nikki Ash is outstanding as a performer and she gets, she's taken this stupid, stupid gimmick and, but she's vicious. She's yeah. vicious and she's an mm -hmm. amazing wrestler. Yeah. Uh, and they don't, wrestler. and also they don't use Rhea Ripley right at all. Nope. Not at all. Not nope. at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, and then I, my thoughts on the men's, what are your thoughts on the women's elimination chamber? Yeah, same. I feel the same. I think, I just think every time I see Bianca Belair, I'm just like, yeah, this is the best. She's incredible. Just what an incredible athlete. Uh, and I was really nervous that Alexa Bliss was going to win because that would have been classic like WWE booking, but this makes a lot of sense. You know, she loses in 43 seconds to Becky Lynch at SummerSlam comes back around. They fight again at WrestleMania. Great. Great. Good job. That was a strike in the good column for the WWE, the finish of that match. I agree. I agree. Uh, and uh, then the men's uh, the men's elimination chamber, honestly, it was, I one thing is I was disappointed and I was excited at the same time, but I have come to the conclusion that Brock Lesnar is the most must watch wrestler in wrestling today. Not the best. Uh, Brian Danielson's the best. He is, and Roman Reigns is the best in WWE te uh, technically, but Man, do do I need to see what Brock Lesnar does because it's always exciting. Don't disagree with that. And I think it's incredible that that's true because he was very stale for a while. Mm -hmm. But him disappearing during the pandemic was actually really, really helpful to him. And him being this like playful monster baby face that he's never been in his entire career is also yes. really, really helpful. I, I, we're going to talk about that later. I have a little segment yeah, for it. Good, uh, good. But uh, 
Uh, we're talking about that. We have a lot of comments here. Uh, guys, did you tweet? So Moe's knows. Did we I tweet did. some Moe's knows? I did. Okay, thank God. Moe's, Moe's, where are you? We need you I in I made here. a graphic for him. Joe writes, poor Bobby Lashley. Yeah, uh, I was weird. That's Why the problem. Why book him as a short-term champ only be carted out of the match? At least Lesnar didn't kill him too. That was just such a strange way to take someone out of an elimination chamber match yeah like why didn't they just you know like it just they book themselves that's the problem and and i agree with you that wwe has gotten to this habit especially like recently in the last few years or so uh where they book themselves into a corner and they can't get out of it in a satisfying way like you can't have bobby get beaten again and get crushed again so you do this weird like fake out and it wasn't even good like i thought he like maybe like somebody landed on his leg and like they hurt, but he's in concussion protocol it's ridiculous the same thing with the seth rollins uh, roman reigns match at the royal rumble how that was kind of a dq like they just booked themselves into these disappointing finishes on these big stages and it's it's a problem it is it's it is a problem and it's it, it's it's just it makes it unwatchable it makes yeah. these things unwatchable. And they also didn't do what they don't. They used to do a thing where like you knew someone was going to win. Like you knew Brock Lesnar was probably going to win that match. But everybody had their moments and got everybody like everyone had time to shine. But it just felt like Brock got in there, immediately eliminated Seth Rollins, immediately eliminated, like just immediately eliminated everyone. And I, honestly, I was actually pretty when he, Brock came out and he looked at each person. I want to see a Brock moment with everyone. And I really want to see Brock versus Riddle. I wanted yeah. to see Riddle climb all, uh, along him, try to ride him like a stallion. He keeps yeah. calling him a stallion, and I want to see him try to buck that Bronco. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I want to see that moment if we can get it. Joe writes, the main event reminded me of the old SmackDown vs. Raw games where he'd kill everyone and throw them off random things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Honestly, a really good call. That's a very funny thought because it felt like that. That's Especially when you're the big powerful guy and you're on super easy, so you can just kill everyone. Just fuck up and that's then fire someone off the chamber. <laughs> I it is. Do you remember it was when, when maybe it was SmackDown? Here comes the pain. Maybe where you would throw someone off a big thing, they would bounce and then bounce like ten feet. They would bounce uh, and yeah, just keep rolling. And then bro- that bro- was Austin the Theory. Off yes, the off the yeah. fist. Yes, yeah. that was Austin Theory in that in that fucking ah. Uh, we, we, we have some comments here. We go, oh, Tony's in the chat. Boom! Tony, boom! Let's go, uh, Tony. How much did Saudi pay for the show? It better be damn good. <laughs> Um, they paid a lot, but they Hundreds paid it in like a lump sum of millions right? of dollars. I, I don't like even that. know how it works, but yeah. Uh, yeah, they they paid, and it was uh, a show. Um, honestly, it wasn't a terrible show. No, but it was it was long. This is about as good as WWE shows get these days. And it's funny that you said it was long because it was, it was a two standard. And a half hours. Yeah, exactly, and it felt long. And oh, I'm wow. also really angry. I was really angry that I was really excited personally for Usos versus the Viking Raiders because I like the Viking Raiders and the Usos and they just swerved me and they didn't even have so the match. Dumb. So dumb. Super Very stupid. Uh, just so that you know that uh, the Usos jumped the Viking Raiders before the match and uh, beat them. They power, like suplex one onto the other. And that's enough to, for them. We can't do the match now. Yeah. I, and it's I've seen they, some of the most terrible things happen to a wrestler yeah. and they limp out and the, the ref's just like, well, I got to ring the bell. They use all of that way too liberally. It, and it's really frustrating because too, like they don't do it in a good way either. It's just like they beat the shit out of them and then their music just starts playing. And the announcer's like, well, I guess that match isn't happening. They must it, be injured. It's real gross, real gross. It's just, uh, it's inconsistent, inconsistent. Yeah, it's inconsistent. Um, uh, Joe writes, pretty sure the entire WWE roster will be released tomorrow. Vince thinks he only needs Reigns and Lesnar. 
Um, you know, this is their third main event since 2015. Their third WrestleMania main event since 2015, which is aggressive. I don't need all that. We got oh Moses here, Mosex. Yo, all of a sudden, y'all are on. Hell's yes. This is our the weekly wrestle. The, the weekly, weekly wrestle. wrestle. We this do this every wrestle. week. Every Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us. Bless you. Call the hotline. Yeah. Uh, Chica Marks here. The tweet worked. The tweet worked. The tweet worked. Good job, right? We did. We, it. we, we got we Mo's it. here. We were talking Mo's before and like, where's Mo's? And then we we uh, talked about tweeting and was like, I already tweeted. And I tweeted. Him. Uh, Joe just says, I'd have Hell in the Cell matches all the time and throw people through the cage every uh, every time. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Or sometimes multiple times. I would um, lose sometimes because I'd be so focused on trying to get someone through the cage that they'd roll me up. And, that and there it. was there was some of those earlier games when they first had the break feature where you had to hit them through the cage in a specific way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it like had to happen two or three times. Like it would like dent first and then you would go through it. Yeah. Or sometimes you go through first and you'd be just as damaged. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, John says they flew them all the way there for that. Crazy. Um, and have there always been mats around the, the elimination chamber? That is a last three or four year thing. Okay. It's better. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it was super better. unsafe, like a it's super terrible. unsafe like steel. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you land on that? You don't. Yeah. I, I was just curious yeah. if that was new, um, but what is it new? Your ability to smash the like button should still yeah. be there. Uh, and there's one you, thing, unless you have Eric Bischoff's disorder where he has to have surgery because he's got like, uh, space invader hands uh um, he's, he's, he's fixing it right now he's getting surgery to i was going to be my news but i decided not to put it in Just there because straighten it out yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i do want to point out uh to all my older wwe heads out there i've mentioned this to red before we started the show i have nothing against lita i think lita's place in the wwe uh pantheon i guess is is important she was the first valet in the WWE to like throw Huracan Ranas and hit moonsaults and like do all of that. And she was cool and she had a different presentation and all of that. But if I have to keep listening to WWE tell me how important Lita was as a wrestler to like the women's wrestling so? of the early, fine, yes, fine. But here's my issue. You know who they never bring up? Victoria. You know who they never bring up? Jazz. We need to hear more about Victoria and Jazz. It's not, it wasn't just Trish Stratus. It no, wasn't I, just Lita. But that's a, that's a WWE problem in general, where they just kind of like whoever's friends with the WWE are the people they reference. If Jazz worked as an agent backstage, maybe, like, well, maybe not, maybe not Jazz, but like Victoria. <laughs> no, because like Jazz just wasn't, honestly, Jazz was a blip in WWE land. She was only he there for a year. Wrestled in a triple threat at WrestleMania 19, which we've watched together. There's been a lot really of enjoyed. people at WrestleManias that we've never, will never mention again. I'm just saying, Jazz deserves her day in the sun. No, I, I, I like Jazz. I really think Jazz is a great performer. Uh, but I do think Lita deserves every accolade she gets, just in terms of being completely different than anyone else at the time. And honestly, like a lot of these these people grew up wanting to be Lita. Mm. Mm, I'm just saying last year, Jazz had a great match with Jordan Grace and Impact. Jazz still having great matches 20 years later. Bald. Let, let us know suit. what you think. To sound off. Do you want to? Uh, crushing it. I want, want more love for Jazz. What? I just want more love for Jazz. And Ivory. And they bring Ivory back every now and then, but they don't give Ivory the respect that she deserves. Yeah, but she was. It, it, I, but you understand the thing. Like, Lita 
was uh, like the icon. Lydia and Trish were the icons yeah. of the division. Uh, and Ivory was like a Greg the Hammer Valentine. Or, he was keeping uh, a beat. She was she keeping was, a beat the Tito whole time Santana. to the women's division. Yeah, she's Tito Santana. Tito Santana. Still wrestling indies in, in her Plus 60s. Uh, uh, Joe Wright, oh, we have a few comments here. Uh, Moses, Lita was where, uh, wrestling in the wrong era. I not only thought she was beautiful, but a cool-ass Lucha-style wrestler. Yeah, she was a cool-ass And I'll honestly, like, I've never been a huge fan of her wrestling, but I do appreciate the, the things that she's done. Uh, Joe writes, my one takeaway from the woman today was that even though it's not perfect, WWE far outpaces AEW in terms of caring about women's division, right? That's fair. Um, uh, I, yeah. How much time? Yeah, they give so much more time. Yeah. They give so much more time to women's wrestlers. They have multiple feuds going rather than just the one. They, yeah. they, 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 I agree with that. There's several women on top and yeah, they just get a lot more recognition. Um, Tony says uh, Jazz's new jazz gimmick was good in impact. Jazz's yeah. new jazz Jazz's gimmick. new jazz gimmick was good in impact. Yeah, she like just was like a tough badass like veteran. Is she still going? I thought she retired. I think she kind of did retire a little bit. She should PCO it. PCO yeah, it. Should. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Joe writes, Lita's great and extremely important to WWE women's history, right up there with Trish. Uh, and also just as Ivory was was the workhorse. It's true. Ivory was the workhorse. Uh, yeah, Ivory was think... definitely... No, Ivory was the workhorse. And no, I but think you don't Lita agree is... with uh, Lita and Trish on the same level? I feel... I feel... I feel... I feel bad for Lita. I do. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. Hey. No, I feel bad for how she was booked, especially for the last few years of her run, yeah, that whole yeah, thing with right. Edge and all of that stuff that she went through. She deserves everything that she's getting. She deserves that. And then some, I'm just saying it wasn't just Lita and Trish. That's all I'm saying. It sure, wasn't sure, just sure. Lita and Trish. Oh, it's true. It's true. Tony says she retired. I think Thank it's you, Tony. Jazz. Thank you so much, Tony. But I think that's the end of any other things. Any thoughts on Elimination I Chamber? really love Madcap Moss. I just want to throw that out there. It's such a stupid WWE gimmick, but it's so stupid that I, I think I like it. I'm not sure what he is. He's he's happy Corbin's sidekick and all he does is tell bad jokes. That's yeah, all but I'm he not, does. I'm still not sure. How would you describe <laughs> Madcap Moss? Like, how do you describe him to stupid anyone? Stupid name, and then his theme song starts with like, "Hey, I'm just joking" or something like that, which is so stupid. What a weird thing! <laughs> I know. So weird. That's fine. Everything else was really uh, quite boring. I think. Oh man. Well, yeah. No, it was a pretty boring. It was pretty boring, honestly. Yeah, I'm um, uh, just thinking about it. Uh. But we do have to talk about some news. We're at this. We're at the point of the show. This is the with this weekly wrestle. If you're just joining us, thank you all so much for joining. This is weekly wrestle. Uh, weekly wrestle thirteen, and this is the news you can't, lose. You can't uh, lose. This is the news from February thirteenth to February nineteenth, and we're gonna start off hot. We're gonna start off hot. Uh, we got it. The first slide there, Tam. <laughs> Cody Rhodes is zero elite. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes, uh, his contract came up and it was not, there was not a new one given, not a new contract was given. Uh, and, uh, he apparently he wanted more money or a larger amount of money, something like that, or maybe, uh, more control. Uh, there was some talk that, uh, ever since the TK I'm taking over the control, there's been some tension. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are you thinking? Yeah. So I, uh, that's the picture you went with. That's this is the picture. I went with. Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
yeah, I've been I've been listening and reading about this and all week and I've been thinking about it and all of that. So just to kind of like, I don't know, try to like <clears throat> sum it up. So his contract expired and, you know, they tried to negotiate. He wanted big money. He wanted a big raise. Tony Khan said no, essentially. And it seemed like the final nail on the coffin really that had been simmering for a very long time is like you kind of said, like, yes, a loss of power, but more so a loss of booking power. He really wanted to honor his father and be a booker and be involved in booking. But Tony Khan was like, no, thanks. However, I find that a little hard to believe because I find it hard to believe that Tony Khan is booking Dynamite, booking AEW, booking, I should say, the rest of AEW while Cody was feuding with QT Marshall and the whole night, whatever factory, whatever. So I have to think Cody had a lot of involvement in a lot of his own storylines. And I have a hard time believing that Tony Khan's like, you're going to go through a flaming table and light yourself on fire. I have a hard time believing that as well. I uh, know. Well, so. he's there. I, I do believe that they all have pretty a good amount of say in their match. They have mm-hmm. all the say in their matches. Tony's not like, Hey, you need to do this. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do feel, and I'm going to say it right here. This is a work. This is a work. It's not this a work. Is a, no, no, this is, these are the true facts. He's not on a contract to AEW. I believe that. Oh, what are we getting? Oh, we're getting a, a call. Are you going to answer it? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hi, hi. Uh, you're on the air with Loser Lee's Wrestling. State your name, please. Hi, it's Joe Redlitz. Joe Redlitz is on the line. Oh, we have, hey, we have Joe Redlitz on the line. Uh, Joe, uh, we're, we're, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Cody Rhodes right now? What are your thoughts on Cody Rhodes's uh, uh, contract uh, sp- dispute? Do you think this is a work? Oh no, I think I think it's legit. Now I think it's legit after everything's been yeah. reported. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting for WWE going into it, but they will ruin it because, like everyone else, he will become just another guy, and he'll be in the mid card in a couple months after Mania. He'll make his millions, and then he'll be back in AEW in a couple of years. Very interesting, Roy. What do you think of that? What is your response to Joe? Hey, I think I think all roads lead to what Joe just described. I think they're kind of probably botch it. I think he's going to have a great run for the first like six months. He'll probably win the championship. He'll probably win the WWE title, and then eventually lose to a, a returning John Cena or a Roman Reigns or a Brock, Brock Lesnar or something like that. I agree, and then he'll end up back in AEW. Okay, I hope you can. Could you hear that, Joe? Were you able to hear that? No, no, that's okay. I'll listen. To that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your call, Joe. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you for calling. Any other thing you want to say before we get you off the phone? Um, no. Again, like you said with the elimination chamber, I mean, it was it was just hot garbage. And like I said in the comments, they only care about Reigns and Lesnar, and it's so freaking apparent yeah. watching this show. Like, I, if you're someone like Cody, you've got to be watching me. Like, all right, I'm going to collect as much money as I humanly can. Because they are not going to do anything for my career because they don't care. They don't care. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Thank you so much, Joe, for calling. Uh, Thank you so much for watching, too. We appreciate it. No problem. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye, Joe. Oh, wow. What fun? That was our first call. That was our first call. That was really exciting. That was our first call. Keep calling. Call the hotline. Call the hotline. We want to hear what your thoughts on Cody Rhodes. Uh, But I was saying it's a work. This is all a work. Uh, The reason, so this is the, the facts as we know it. AEW, he's no longer under contract to AEW. I agree with that. 
I think, similar to Brian Pillman, similar to the situation where he's allowed out of his contract to go about, get some buzz, and come back. I do think that if you're starting a company with someone, whether you're the biggest financial backer or not, you have a piece of that company. I doubt that the elite, uh, Omega, the Bucks, all participate in this company where they have zero equity in it. Of course they have some equity. The, the young bucks they have being the elite is a so it's literally the feed in to this entire organization. They have to have some financial stake in all of them. And so I do not believe that he is going to like, I, I, and one what something that Tony Khan said, Roy, Tony Khan said, uh, he thinks that Cody has something up his sleeve. Why would he say that? <laughs> because maybe Cody had something up his sleeve. Who knows? Who what are knows? your thoughts on this? You think this is all all true and real? I I am starting to believe that. I mean, look, I my initial thought was exactly what you said—the Brian Pillman theory. I think he's going to go to the WWE. I think he's going to go to the WWE for two to three years at most, and then come back to AEW. I absolutely think that's going to happen. He's thirty-six now, thirty-six or thirty-seven, and he said he wants to wrestle until he's forty. I wouldn't be surprised if he wrestled in WWE for two to three years, then did one more year in AEW, and that was that. But that being said, I mean, who knows? I mean, look, the other thing to think about is Chris Jericho, Hangman, the Bucks, Kenny, Cody, they all had options on their contracts, right? Their contracts were up um, at the end of last year, and then Tony Khan had the ability to exercise a two-year option with a raise for everyone. He exercised everyone's option except Cody's. So that's why I think this is a work. It could go either way, though, because I also think that there is a quote from Are the Bucks more valuable than Cody? Yes. No. Yes. How? Yes. Because Cody's replaceable. (laughs) Cody's super replaceable. Cody's already been replaced. Cody has more name value, uh, more uh, more name value, uh, uh, not just in wrestling, but also on in the Turner Network. He's on two different shows that were out. Like he is so much more value inherently than the Young Bucks. Uh, I think first of all, maybe not Kenny, maybe not Hangman, but definitely the Young Bucks. First of all, first of all, first of all, let's talk about this. Like you just said, being the elite was the lead into AEW, and that's the Young Bucks. First and foremost, that's the Young Bucks. So without the Young Bucks, AEW doesn't exist. First, I'm not denying their importance. I'm saying you're one's saying more that, important than the other. And what I'm saying too, behind the scenes, and I know this is like kind of like a around the ballot and back again, but Matt's wife, Dana Massey which is their shoot last name. She is, she apparently this has come out. I'm reading all about this this week. She is the one who is brokering a lot of these like deals with other companies to do community outreach. Like they say it's mostly brandy, but it's really like those two working together. And she's designing a lot of the merch. She's getting a lot of the merch printed. Like the buck family is more valuable to AEW than Cody Rhodes. I uh, am saying, I don't disagree that they're doing a lot of work. I'm saying, Cody as a performer and as a name has inherently more value than the young bucks. I think uh, sure that's fine. And what I'm saying though, is that the bucks as a tandem, as a pair are more valuable because there isn't another pair 
similar to the Young Bucks that you can put on the same level as the Bucks. But meanwhile, with Cody, Cody was your community outreach person. He was the face of your company and he was all of that. Well, now you've got CM Punk. Now you've got Brian Danielson. Now you've got Adam Cole. Now you've got Sting. You don't need Cody anymore. You don't need him. He was supposed I, to be a big four guy. Jericho, he, Kenny, he did, Mox, Cody. But you, but the thing is, like, he's not only doing the, like, he's, he's back as a producer of sorts, but also he's helping a lot of the young guys. All these young guys are coming out of the word work and saying how much he's helped them. Sure, uh, let, sure. wait, let's go to the, some of the comments yeah. here. Um, uh, Cody wants that. So- well, we, have, we have a lot of comments here. Uh, hand, uh, Handicap Moss, that bump on his neck was ugly. Tony writes. I didn't notice. Sure was. Dude, they replay uh, it like 16 times. And it's like, you. he broke his neck and you keep replaying that. this. Uh, Joe writes, Cody wants that Saudi money. That's pretty true. Uh, 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 Moe says having Cody stay would have been nice, but now that he's gone, I think it opens up a world of opportunities that has not been there before. Uh, I, well, I'm just, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm, I'm very excited to see where this goes. I will watch WWE for Cody. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, uh, what what else we got here? Oh, I, I moved too fast. Uh, it's hard to believe. Oh, it would have been nice to know, but it was uh, Oh yeah, John writes. It's hard to believe he wanted to book and would leave for WWE where he'd have no booking power. Yeah, I don't believe this to be a reason. I His don't. Favorite... I, I think... Keep going. I'm sorry. No, I think that the uh, the booking thing. It, all of this is smoke and mirrors. They had this that like every report we had about money talks, money struggle, booking power that was fed by Tony Khan. That has been fed by Tony Khan. He, they have a separation. He is going to go to WWE. He's going to be there on a short-term deal. I bet you it's a year deal. I bet it's a year deal. We'll find out when it does happen. And he'll be back next year. And I think it's going to be all that attention with him. So that's actually a really interesting point that you bring up, Brett. I think it's going to be a two-year deal. And the reason I think it's going to be a two-year deal is because in 2024, AEW's contract with TNT is up and they're expecting to cash in and get a gigantic TV contract, which they would deserve based on their ratings. So once they get that gigantic TV contract, that's like four times what they're making now, then they'll be able to increase their talent budget, pay Cody's what he pay Cody what he's worth, and he'll be worth even more after two years in the WWE. I recognize that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna I have just... to say. We're going to have to say uh, Joe uh, Chica Marks writes Joe probably when Joe was on. Yeah. Uh, yeah was every shout out Joe. He did a great job. Tony says they are uh, already talking about Cody versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Toss Cody back in that mid card vortex. Yeah. That's Who's a quick, talking about that. That's quick. It's a quick mid card spot right there. I haven't heard Who's that. Ta- I haven't heard I that. I haven't heard that. Tell us your sources, Tony. Joe yeah. writes. He's alluding to the fact that Cody is going to WWE. Joe says, when will uh, he premiere? I'm guess this week, probably SmackDown. Maybe who knows? Uh, I'm excited. Mozek says, I would assume not, it was SmackDown. This is not a work. Cody truly believes that he is more valuable than others yeah. uh, that have uh, come in. CM Punk, uh, Punk's the Bryans have really eaten into the budget. Um, they have that, eaten into the budget. I don't. I, I do think that he is about. I. I, I well, we'll see. It's, it's that all promo that he cut before the ladder match where he talked about like I'm CM. I was the one who revolutionized wrestling. I was the one who did it. He means that shit. That's why the Bucks and Kenny are completely different. The Bucks and Kenny are these like humble, 
awkward dudes. I'm saying, hold on now, hold on, hold on. They know their worth and they know what they want, but they also have never been in the WWE. They don't have Dusty Rhodes as their father. They're happy with doing what they're doing because they know that they wouldn't survive in the WWE system. Cody knows his worth, knows he can go back there and get all the money in the world. So that's what he's doing. I've realized something. I've realized something. Cody Rhodes, every single time he's been out on stage saying anything, every single time we've seen an interview, every single time we've seen him on uh, Rhodes Crossing, whatever it's called, it's a work. It's a work. He knows what he's doing. He knows he comes off like an asshole. He understands it and he's embracing it. And that's why everyone's just like, oh, Cody's so full of himself. He's saying that he's, he, well, he was here before Punk. And like, yeah, he was. And he knows he's saying it. He wants a match against Punk. He yeah, wants to right, fight right. Punk. He wants to fight Brian. But it and just like, doesn't he, make any sense. I mean, I, it does. The thing is, if I one day, if we one day, if Cody writes a book in his 60s and he's like, it was all a work. That's the name of his book. It was all a work by Cody Rhodes. That would be fine. And that I would believe that. But it either is perfect because then it would all make, because it's, it's like, if he thinks he's on this level, then why did he fight Anthony Agogo? And why did he fight cute? Why did he do all of that? That was a year ago. You know, like we have to keep that in mind. That was a year ago. And there were some mistakes made. The past six months have been outstanding. Yeah. I've been sure. a great time for Cody Rhodes. And also the thing is with Cody Rhodes, like they were like Tony Khan has said several times, like we got big things coming up with uh, Cody groundbreaking stuff. You're not going to see it coming. He was saying this in interviews. And then for this to happen, right. When Cody is like at peak, like starting to peak in the, like, the realm that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense to do something this bold and daring. I'm for it. We're going to find out though. So am I. I'm for it. Whatever happens I'm for, it, cause it's exciting and it's causing us to get heated like this. And I love it. Uh, Joe, Joe writes, Cody doesn't offer as much value to Kana as the rest do. It's true. Uh, Joe writes, Bucks and Omega way more over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Joe writes, but agree on his value to the TBS TNT. They have to be a bit pissed, in my opinion. Mozek says, correct, Joe. Tony writes, we have a lot of comments here. We have to get into this. Team Roy, he knows the worth of the Young Bucks and their internet followers. Yeah, uh, we all, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Cody- Literally, that's what built AEW. That's why I have no, I have no doubt that they are important. I am saying Cody is more important. We're just going to have to disagree, disagree. We're just going to disagree, disagree. Cody Uh, didn't exist. Cody didn't exist to the internet wrestling fan until he hitched his wagon to the Bucks and Kenny. Yeah, I'm saying the internet wrestling fan isn't the only segment of wrestling. There are I, plenty of there are plenty of AEW that that's like that's like saying, well, Meltzer. Everyone reads Meltzer. <laughs> everyone listens to Jim Cornette. <laughs> like it's just like with this. Uh, Mozek says uh, Cody was double double dipping, and frankly, he was getting into two different financial streams, and he wasn't getting the stream of top end wrestler. Uh, we don't know about that. He's trying to say that he was trying to be a booker and a wrestler at the same time, and he's trying that's to do both. Uh, and that's what, well, uh, have you heard? Yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, I just don't, I don't think he's that ups. I think his booking right now has been great besides yeah. the fact that, and so like, I, and I know they all have a say in their own creative. Tony Khan's made mm-hmm. that very 100%. clear. And so 100%. he's like, yeah, so I'm not concerned that he's like, yeah, I don't think that's real. I don't think have that's you, the real issue. Have you heard about his money issues? Have you heard about this? What money? Well, he doesn't actually have money issues. Time out. He doesn't have, I should, I should rephrase. He does not have money issues, but he bought that bus, you know, that you saw in roads to the top and that's really, really expensive. And then he also bought a giant mansion. And I think he was like, I'm buying all these expensive things because I'm going to get this giant raise and I'm going to do great for myself. And then Tony Khan was like, no, I'll give you a raise, but not like what you're looking for. They have equity in this company. They I, must they have, don't equity. have equity in the company. 
They have to. Why would you ever join a business where you're putting all this legwork in and you're, you're using your own equity as a brand and talent and not having any, I agree that Tony Khan is the big financial backer in this, but even if you have a big financial backer, if you're helping, you get a a cut, a share, like a a 5% split off the back end. But it's not like they're getting $70,000 a year in health insurance. I mean, they're getting millions of dollars a year to launch this company plus health insurance for them and their families. So like, I don't know. I don't know. Cody's tradition, and he said it in interviews, so I can say it here, is his philosophy when it comes to money is spend it now because you'll make more later. So I think he may also is like- Somebody's been listening to my (laughs) sales programs. (laughs) Uh, we have to move on. We yeah, have to keep going. Yeah, wow, uh, Joe writes, when AEW started, Cody was one of the biggest stars. Him and Jerker were the only known quantities to the U.S. audiences. That is far from the case now. And uh, Joe, Joe writes, um, uh, Joe writes, he wanted Danielson punk money and Khan said he was not worth it. We don't know. Uh, Mozak says Cody was the booster rocket to get out of orbit. Uh, this is the only reason I watched WWE because of Cody. Uh, 2024 is going to be huge. They will need the budgets to keep MGF. Uh, and, and then, guys, I love the fact that you are opposing views on this. Captivating. Captivating. <laughs> uh, That's Tony, right. Thank you. Bless you, Mose. Bless you to death. Uh, smash that like button. Tell your friends. Uh, Tony says, now you get the two teams, Mose X and Team Roy. Okay, Tony. Lama Lad, same. I got to agree with Roy here. Lama! Bless you, Lama Lad, for joining us, but curse you for (laughs) disagreeing with me. Tony says, ha ha. Uh, Joe writes, uh, their cut was their their salaries plus maybe the potential for more down the line. Not sure what that means. They're cut from, the, rather than getting equity in the company, they just got their salaries plus the potential. I doubt that's the case. Plus, they get all of the control. I, I don't know the splits in AEW. I'd love to know it, what the splits for T-shirts are. Because, I mean, in WWE, it's like 6% goes to the wrestlers. Everything else goes everywhere else. But And then, uh, then we got Mozak saying, damn it, I'm splitting the baby where I think it might be Team Roy. God damn it. God damn it. We'll see. I guess we'll see. we're going to have to see. Yeah. I guess this so. Is- this is what Cody is so good at, inspiring conversations like this. Cody's favorite wrestler ever. Guess who his favorite wrestler ever is? He said this in an interview. Who? Triple H. He wants to be Triple H. No, and when he that. no longer had the ability to be Triple H in AEW as far as like a business and a wrestler, he's he wants to go somewhere else where maybe he can weasel his way into a role in the WWE, a prominent role in backstage, the WWE. Well, one thing that I think we could all agree on, uh, Cody is going probably to WWE. And yeah. Brandy is not. Uh, Brandy, Brandy is 100% not. I think it's 100% been not. Uh, and uh, there's disputing reports of whether or not people liked her or not in the yeah, backstage. Seen that, yeah. And it's Shot actually, of Brandy is uh, going to be on USA, I think. Yeah, exciting. Joe writes, I bet they get a lot a, a lot of their own uh, merch money too. Yeah, For I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. But I'm talking about the four people that helped start it. I, I cannot believe that they don't have some sort of financial cut to the success when they put in that, they must, they must. Um, but we have to talk about the next uh, thing here. Could you go to the next slide uh, there, Tim? But one thing we did find out from this past week is that apparently Tony Khan does have a budget. <laughs> he does have a, a, a talent budget. Uh, and he mentioned in an interview that he would not, because of the budget constraints, he would not have bid on Kevin Owens had he become available. Did you read that? I did see that. And that makes sense to me. It's sad, but it makes sense to me. But they're making some interesting choices then. I don't know if like 
all these people are necessary. Who do you get? What big money contracts do you get rid of when their time comes up? I'm going to say it right now. Sting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You give Sting a little bit, you know, let him finish out his contract. And then, yeah, why would you resign Sting necessarily? There's not as much. You don't want to keep pushing Sting, you know, to pass the point of, you know, like, yeah, he has a huge money deal. Sure. He's the first, he's the first legend name that came into the company. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's a, a big money. Like who's big money, right? Like I think Danielson. He's a million dollar. Yeah, for sure. But like Sting, Daniel, Punk, yeah. uh, Adam Cole is also apparently a very big money deal, which like makes sense to me. Matt Hardy, maybe. Matt, yeah, you got to cut Matt Hardy. And Jeff Hardy's going to be cut. Like I think Matt and Jeff have their run, and then see you later. Matt Christian Hardy has the rest this. of his run. Thank God Jeff Hardy became available yeah. because Matt Hardy would have been cut. Um, we have some comments here. Joe says, maybe the Triple H uh, on the outs, Cody is pining for that. Cody's going to marry Stephanie. Um, Honestly, Cody versus Triple H. That's the money match. Is Triple H ever going to wrestle again now that he's had like a heart thing? I don't know. Yeah. It's actually, that's very sad. Uh, I would see one more match. match What was his last match? Batista? Was it Batista or was it the tag team against a taker and Kane? Oh my God. I hope not. Have you ever seen that match? Oh. I love when Kane's mask, mask gets ripped off. It's like my, so, it's, my it's the most off. embarrassing match to watch. Well, we're going to be uh, talking about that in a little bit, actually. Yeah. Joe, Joe writes, I could see Brandy being his valet, nothing more. Honestly, I, maybe, but I, I I don't know. But we'll, we'll see. Do you care about Do you think that's an idea? I, think I don't, the only, I don't the think she has enough brand recognition. She doesn't have enough recognition to be a valet. And she's the, honestly not terribly charismatic in that role. The only thing I think personally, and you, I don't know, but the only thing I think she's ever really been good at is being Cody's valet. I think she's been good at that. I just don't want to, she's just nice. Yeah. She really wants to wrestle. And I think if she wants to wrestle, she's got to go to the WWE because they'll push her. She, she's the thing, like she's very charismatic, probably in her regular day life. And she comes across as this one note character when she comes out. Uh, and she wants to push herself more than anything. Uh, then we got some things here. Mo says PWTs for the win. By the way, we have a PWTs uh, site opening up soon for wrestling yeah, we teams. Do. We it's also, uh, you know, the Patreon's cooking. The Patreon's cooking. With Patreon's cooking uh, with some actual co- like new content. Very yeah, exciting stuff. Not ready to serve yet, but it's cooking. Uh, Joe writes. Khan also mentioned another big announcement coming up. You're spoiling my news, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, thinking streaming for pay per views. Hoping it's uh, HBO Max. Well, let's talk about that real quick. They um, think, yeah. I'm curious. What is this? What is this new thing planned in the works? I guess we should just talk about it now. Yeah, um, I, that's a good point. I think that's uh, someone. I, I'm skipping ahead. Uh, but somebody said the big announcement is a library. Mosex said that it could be that too. It could be a library of some kind, which I'm excited for, uh, like a new streaming platform. My like ultimate wrestling nerd dream is that he buys the library of a bunch of indie promotions. And then with uh, AEW launches his own streaming platform for their pay-per-views and such. Curious, okay. so, what, so the streaming platform right now consists of just AEW stuff. Yeah. Um, they have no, it may be like a partnership with, they do partnerships with Ring of Honor on a uh, like yeah. I mean, uh, one of the owners of Pro Wrestling Gorilla is Excalibur, so you would hope to get like the Pro Wrestling Gorilla, you know, library. Uh, you could also get. Hold on one second, my dogs are barking. Hold on. Oh, 
What do you think? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to read comments and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll read comments. All right. We got, <clears throat> so we got announcement. Yeah. Library. Uh, Tam says the last televised match that Triple H had participated in was WrestleMania 35, where he defeated Batista. Thank you so much, Tam. Thank you so much. Excellent research. Thank you so much, Tam. Oh, I can't wait to tell Roy. He's going to be so excited. Uh, oh, Roy says, Tam, you already knew that he participated. I just saw that. I was so pumped oh, up. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tam. Tony writes, I can't even ever remove that image of Shawn Michaels bald. It's horrible. It is horrible. Is there a problem with that, Tony? <laughs> is there a problem that it's bald? It's kind of I mean, weird that you'd say that. It's better than old man Shawn Michaels now, at least. Uh, <laughs> Wally. <laughs> Oh, uh, John Buse, Vince no. can't look back uh, a, a book back uh, ah, John says Vince can't book baby faces to save his life so I guess Cody would be a perfect fit honestly there's so much possibilities with Cody he does run the risk of being flatlined in WWE that's why a short term deal is very important yeah, um, yeah. very very important uh, we have to move on yeah let's keep rolling we have to move on um, could you hit the next slide there, Tim? Thank you so much. Everyone sound off for Tam. He's doing a great job today. He is. And smash that like button, please. Um, the next up, uh, apparently their money is not in the budget for, uh, th th there is money in the budget for Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy, uh, is possibly coming into town. Um, Buddy Murphy, now Buddy Matthews, uh, yeah. I believe. And, uh, there's room of him joining the black throne. Uh, sure. uh, it, it, is this a worthwhile acquisition? Do we need Buddy Murphy here. I like I Buddy know. Murphy. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I like him Murphy. too. I think he's really talented, super talented dude. I I don't know. I was thinking about this, and it's like, would I rather have Buddy Murphy, aka Buddy Matthews, uh, join Alistair Black, or would I rather have Pac turn and join Alistair Black? I'd probably rather have Pac. Turn. I'd rather have Pac turn because then Pac could do something. Yeah, you know. I also i have i have my 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 questions about Pac. In general, I feel like Pac is someone who's like, I lived in Florida for a really long time and I was away from my home in England for a very long time. So I'll happily work for AEW, but there are going to be like weeks at a time where I want to be home. So you can't book me in like heavy programs and heavy rotation because I want to go home for that's like a theory that I have in my head. I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just making that up. But. Well, so I, and I, I just I don't know if I get it. I, there's just plenty of other people that I would rather bring on and beef up a different division, the women's division. Sure. Um, you want to hear something that you're going to hate, but this is kind of what I'm thinking. Great. Put Buddy Murphy with Black and King. And now here they are. They're, they're three guys. Introduce me some trios titles. Let's get rolling. Let's get rolling. Need. Death Triangle, those three. Uh, more the Martin Brothers and Jay Lethal. Let's go. There's six team Taz already. with hook. There's six, there's six, six championships. Yeah. Oh, five, five, excuse me. Five. Yeah. yeah. Five I, I, championships. You're including the FTW title. Now I am six. <laughs> oh. There's two men's two women's and one tag team and one fake one. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> uh, we, uh, the Chica marks writes Tam rocks. You damn right. He does. Tam does. Bozek rock. says, uh, Shawn Michaels cross eyes are the real problem. Who? <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, Bozek says, uh, do we need buddy? <laughs> uh, Joe says, we don't need buddy. I still want Gargano, but I know I'm in the minority here. Yes. Don't need him. Don't need him. Sadly. Don't need him. Don't need him. Bye. Um, but what I want to what we do uh, hold on to the fact that Melissa Joan Hart is all elite. 
He's all elite. Uh, she's yeah, all elite. There's a million dollar contract I wouldn't renew. Honestly, Melissa Joan Hart as a manager. <laughs> Larissa knows best. Uh, <laughs> Vicky's asked. taking her under her wing. Honestly, I I don't know how I feel about that. I do like it though. I do feel good about it. But also, she's uh, she's trouble. Uh, Joe writes: No more belts. They don't focus enough on the ones they have. Cough. Women's title. Cough. They don't need more belts. I, I give me trios. Give me trios. I'm not gonna. I'll I give back you trios. trios. <laughs> I'll give you three trios. I don't know. Um, moving on. Moving on. Next uh, slide there, Tam. Uh, but one contract is coming up soon. They think we could extinguish. Uh, Jim Ross's contract is coming up soon, and I think we need to change some things in there. Um, uh, I I love Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Big fan of Jim Ross. Uh, through my years is Jim Ross uh, the guy that should be the voice of AEW anymore. That's something that we have to ask. Are they going to sign him to a three-year deal? No, whatever contract they sign him to next is going to be a one or two year deal. What kind of deal is it going to be? Where would you put Jim Ross? Do you keep him on the desk for another year or two? I, I do what you're supposed to do with a guy like Jim. What is that? This man has a family. <laughs> <laughs> Quite an image for the podcast listeners. Quite an image. Um, check out the the podcast, all you uh, listeners of the podcast. Oh, check out I, the uh, YouTube. The YouTube, yeah. I, 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 I say you keep Jim Ross. You allow him to mentor announcers. You keep him for backstage interviews. Like the sit downs that he does so well still to this day, he still does a good job there. Sometimes I just wish he, Sometimes he has his hand in his pocket and he was <laughs> yeah. not wearing his sweatshirt. Yeah. And he's small. just wearing like, yeah, a fucking sweatsuit and a cowboy hat. His I wish he's covered in, in blue true crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but you bring him out to announce big matches. He does really well in main event matches, but he does very badly in non main event matches. With yeah, like Lee Moriarty, when Excalibur talks about the border city stretch, he's like, what? what? What's that? <laughs> no, he didn't even say, what's that? He's like, the border's just stretch. What? <laughs> he's like, and then he's just like, uh, it's a move by Alex Shelley. Nothing. And that's what I was saying. I just want to point this out. The only wrestling observer awards, they don't know, whatever. That's fine. But Excalibur won announcer of the year and every publication should make him announcer of the year because he has to work twice as hard as every other announcer because he's surrounded by people who either are not announcers or people who don't know what's going on and Taz who's very good yeah he did win uh, Meltzer's best friends of the year uh award all his best friends get wins and no one you understand that a thousand people one thousand (laughs) one thousand people I think that like that enough. That's enough people to fill an auditorium. Oh my god! <laughs> and one of who they're going to see, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, Joe writes Sabrina with Danhausen. Book it, Con. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. That's Honestly, that's a great interaction to have backstage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how you use celebrities. Have them talk to Danhausen. If you have a celebrity there, like that guy from Cobra Kai, have yeah. him with Dan. Every celebrity should go past Danhausen. Um, Mozek says Excalibur and Tony can carry the torch, but Jr. can be involved. Yeah, I, I actually like the idea of Excalibur, Tony, and Taz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you remember when it was them for a while, and then London. they made the big announcement that Jr. was coming back, and Taz is like, "Well, I guess I'm getting kicked out of here." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Taz yeah. is great. That's great. He's so good. 
Mosex Excalibur and Eddie are the best technical commentators, bar none. Wait, Eddie who? <laughs> Red does not like Eddie Kingston as a commentator. You think Eddie Kingster, Eddie Kingston <laughs> is a technical commentator? He is an obstruction in the booth. He hurts <laughs> the booth. Uh, never, Moe's, never, Moe's. Uh, John Buseman says, Border City, what? <laughs> By the way, folks, barbecue sauce. <laughs> It's true. Mosex says, I do love JR on all levels, including nostalgia. No, we do too. Yeah, we love yeah. him too. It's just uh we want what's best for him. He has his moments. He still has his moments. He's not like impossible to listen to. I'd rather listen to him than you know most of the WWE commentators. And that's just the fact, Jack. <sighs> We're gonna have to move on. We're gonna have to yeah. get out of here. Uh, but speaking of Jim Ross and Jim Ross's friends, could you go to the next slide, uh, Tam? This is the biggest news from WWE. I, yeah, I can't believe it took you this long to get to this. Because I, I want to get all the AEW stuff out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin is making a return to the ring, potentially at WrestleMania 38. And I am giggling. Yeah. I'm giggling with joy. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it may be against Kevin Owens. Right. Uh, it's going to be three-minute stunner match. Um, but still, it's a match. Do you see the picture? Not yet. Not yet. I'm, well, I'm excited though. Um, I, you think it's going to be, if he comes back, you think it's going to be a three minute center match? Yes. I don't think it's going to be a real match. And it, I understand he doesn't want to look like an <laughs> asshole. He doesn't want to look like an asshole out there. He's, he's not the same as he used to be. His sure, last match 57 was years old, 20 years ago, yeah. almost 20 years ago. 19. And uh, it was 2002 or 2003? 2003 at WrestleMania 19. And so it was 19 years ago against The Rock. Yeah. Like that is the way to end your career. Yeah. If he's coming back, it's going to be under the most glowing uh, stipulations and the glowing, like, which is just showing your best stuff. He's not going to sell. He's not going to take too many bumps because he doesn't, he can't do that anymore. You know? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But that like, that's he, my take. Do you think it's going to be, what, what kind of match do you foresee happening? I see a, a plunder brawl, like a no holds barred match. And it's just a lot of like weapons. And maybe I think Owens hits a stunner on Austin. And well, then sure. Austin hits maybe. a stunner on him. And then that's it. I mean, he's got to take a couple of bumps. If he's coming back. He's got to, but I don't see him coming out in like gear. I see him coming out in the classic shorts, like jean shorts and t-shirt. And it's a brawl. It's a street fight. I see them. I see him having two matches. To be honest with you, I see him having this one and then having another one in Saudi Arabia. Because if they put four million dollars in front of your face to have two matches, you're gonna do it. But he's a man. You know, but no, he's been offered for twenty years to come back. Sure, that's why I'm confused not. by this. So, so the thing is, like him coming back is purely out. Of, he wants to do one more. I doubt he'd do two more. But if he does, okay. Look, besides that, we're in disagreement on how the match is gonna be. But how do you think the match is gonna build? Right now, Kevin Owens is just uh, uh, making fun of Texas, which is yeah. a pretty lame way to go about yeah. it. But how uh, how do we build from here? Is Stone Cold going to show up? Is he going to get beaten up before the match? What what do you see happening? I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up like two weeks before WrestleMania and just says, hey, you, you've been making fun of me, making fun of Texas. Well, you got to fight me. And then he just leaves. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't touch before the pay-per-view. Okay. But like, how do you build it? Like, this is his comeback after 20 years. Shouldn't this have been built back in... Sure, but this is WWE. This wouldn't have happened. We got to understand that this whole thing wouldn't be happening if they had sold the number of tickets they thought they were going to sell for WrestleMania without getting him involved. So it's obviously last minute. It's all last minute booking. Are they not sold out? No, they they haven't even gotten to, I think it's 70,000 seats 
in the they were expecting to do 70,000 seats in night one and night two. There are 44,000 right now. And they're doing buy one, get one free. Like two for one deals, they're doing everything they possibly can to book it what are to, you doing, to fill it up. Uh, WrestleMania weekend. I just, it's not worth it to get if in and out of that building. Buy one, get one free. Yeah, dog. Two, buy two, uh, two for one. Buse, oh, what are you doing? Sound off in the uh, sound off in the email us at loserleespod at gmail.com if you want to be, do a big group trip to Dallas to watch the show. Maybe poop on it. We could have fun. We could have yeah, I mean, if there's like 15 of us, yeah, sure. We'll bring shrooms. We'll just have a blast. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I would have to. I would do it if we were staying somewhere local, but I'm not yeah, going to no, drive no. four we, hours we, we, back. We'd all, we'll all split a Motel 6. We'll all cram into a room, <laughs> get loaded off of acid and shrooms and just walk over. Um, uh, we got some comments here. Mo says, Eddie is great. No way. <laughs> right, Mose. You gotta listen to it. Um, uh, have you ever listened to Elevation with, to- uh, with Tony Schiavone, Big Show, and Eddie Kingston? Oh, really the bad. worst commentary you ever hear. Uh, Mose says, um, "Cold, oh, my my mouse moved. Cold, uh, Cold Steve is not a good idea." Uh, Joe writes, "Is Austin really going to wrestle uh, a legit match or stunner? And it's over." I'm hoping that if he's coming back, it's a legit one. Honestly, maybe Thunder, a little baby. back and forth, but I'm seeing a Bret Hart. That's man. That's shorter. And well, honestly, Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon, if it was five minutes, it would have been great of him just beating up Vince McMahon for five minutes. He couldn't take a hit. So, like, I think it's, I yeah. think it's be like Well, that. Austin can take a hit. Bret Hart legally couldn't take a hit. I don't know if Steve wants to take a bump. Right? Sure. That's that's the thing. I don't know. If he's really smart to be wrestling someone like Kevin Owens, though. That's a good yeah. call. Um, Mo says he looks nothing like, uh, uh, like that anymore. He looks exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> so cold has not changed. Uh, John says he had a perfect last match. Yeah, why would you want to ruin that? You know, like I, I, it's like out of all the wrestlers, like Sean could have had a perfect last match. Foley could have had a perfect last match. What was and, Foley's perfect last match to you? Because he had so many that could have been a perfect last match for him. I think if he stuck to the original plan of the Royal Rumble, uh, that was his original plan to, to retire there. Um, but then he uh, went for the Hell in Cell, which honestly was a perfect moment. Yeah perfect moment you had the two uh pedigrees mm-hmm. no 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 the, the through the cell and then the pedigree did he kick out through the cell do you what? remember did so he, what did happened he is through he went cell? through the cell yeah. and then then his arms laying there then triple h not sure if he's alive kicks his arm and then you see it oh really good and then he gets yeah. up and then he gets the pedigree and it's over um uh joe writes everyone comes back sadly remember when sean said he was done yeah um, that could do a, John says that could do a, a attitude era brawl fight in the crowd, have some fun, hit a stunner, drink beers, right. five more minutes. Yeah. Honestly, I think that would be best. That's the uh, way to go. A, a brawl, I guess a brawl, but honestly, I don't see Kevin Owens getting much. Um, Chica Mark says, didn't, uh, didn't seats start going on sale. We should find out. Yeah. They're, they're already, they've sold 44,000 for each night. Roughly. They've probably sold more. I'm sure with these rumors of Cody and Austin, they've probably sold more. These are these wrestling. We, we find we found Conrad. He's going to be there. We're going to just, be there. we just all, we just bum rush. <laughs> Let's go to fucking, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, <laughs> jo, uh, uh, Joe says, Roy's right. Last minute Austin booking. Cause they need more Texans in those seats. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Chica Mark says, I think this is a sign that you two need to go. Um, that I'm agreeing. Mozak says, Roy now knows the financials. hundred percent. Correct. Sorry, red. I'm not disagreeing. Did I disagree? I no, no, you agreed. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you telling me? Oh, Roy's right. I agreed with Roy. I believe Roy. 
uh, John Musa says, uh, we should do a trip, but I don't want to go to WrestleMania. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's, That's fair. Completely fair. Honestly, the first time it was too great. It was uh, a big fart. It was terrible. It was a big fart. It was a big fart. There weren't a big enough drugs. Stony to go fart. Yeah. Um, Joe says, "Go fund me to send Roy and Red." Uh, we need <laughs> that. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, John says we can get an Airbnb and go to the indie shows. Uh, the that indie is shows fun. are going to be really exciting. Hey, you know what was booked already yeah. for Thursday night? They do a, a, a high spots. Does a super show every year, and booked for the high spots super show is your boy Oni Larkin. AKA Biff Busick against Minoru Suzuki. That's going to be pretty sick. That sounds pretty fun. That's not, I'm not a huge, I like Minoru Suzuki, but like, I like a younger him more than I like this. Sure. Guy. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, um, but moving on, we have so much to get through. Shoot. Could you go yeah, to the next fine. slide there, Tam? Um, uh, speaking of WWE, they just released Carlos Cabrera. He's been with the company Carlos Cabrera, for how long? Carlos Cabrera has been with the, Oh, did we get a voice? Someone call. Oh, they sent a message. Uh, Carlos Cabrera has been around for 29 years. 29 Crazy. years and has been at 25 WrestleManias. He's worked more WrestleManias than any other person in history. Wow. And they released him. They released uh, Carlos Cabrera. Um, I never heard the man speak. <laughs> I never yes. heard sure, he did. Said. At the beginning of the pay per views when they said we were joined sure. by our Spanish commentators, Carlos Cabrera and Hugo Savinovich. Yeah, I like Hugo. Hugo's he's a Hugo, Hugo loves. He's like, if you're going to go through the Spanish announce table, make sure to take me out too. So I can blade. Talk about a guy who loved blading. There were multiple pay-per-view main events where they would like Austin would go through the table or Michaels would go through the table and Hugo would just come up busted wide open. <laughs> <laughs> There's this one funny gif one of the earliest gifts of him falling like him being in his rolly chair and him falling like hugo and just waving his arms but not falling like he's just like kind of stuck uh he wanted to fall so bad mozek says red red i'm stirring the pot between you two wink oh, that's very sweet john yeah. busman says i had to crouch in my seat to see the ring properly or i could just watch the screen Ryder winning the ic title ladder match and the opener was the only highlight that, that was, was a lot fun. of fun that's and when his dad put a hat on him, he's just like, get the fucking hat off me, dad. <laughs> um, Joe writes, W doesn't care about loyalty anymore. Jim Johnson was a prime example of that. Uh, I'm sure I love Jim, Jim Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. What? I loved him. Oh, I thought you said, I don't know who Jim Johnson is. Uh, I know. Like, hey, come on. That's Jim Johnson. Uh, Tony says, so he is let go one year before full pension, <laughs> full bunch of job WWE. Interesting. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. Maybe oh, that's terrifying. Bastards. That's terrifying. Um, but we have to keep moving. We have to keep moving. Yeah. Uh, next slide there, Tam. Rapid this is fire. the weirdest news of the week. <laughs> this is the weirdest news of the week. Peacock is making a documentary oh. about Teddy Hart. <laughs> Peacock is making a documentary about Teddy Hart. Teddy Ooh. Hart, famous uh, nephew of Bret Hart. He's yeah. a part of the, the son of Georgia Hart. Uh, in the Hart family, cousins of Natalia and uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. And they're making a, a thing. Are they going to cover his cats? I would think that that is low on their list of priorities, but it'll probably be included. Why is he? What? What is? Why are they doing this? Why do you think they're doing this? Uh, he's all time terrible guy. Like he's up there. He's all time one gross, of the worst. Bad guy, right? Terrible guy. And this is going to be like a hit. Not a hit piece because I feel like a hit piece is the intention is to destroy someone intentionally and to go out of your way to destroy them. They're just going to tell the truth about Teddy Hart. Bad guy. But Bad this guy. isn't the ultimate warrior. 
Nobody knows who he is. Well, this is also like, that's the thing that's confusing is that this is a Peacock production. This has nothing to do with the WWE. The so they're, WWE uh, they are, they are helping. Apparently. I just read that this, uh, that they are, I feel like they're helping they're, with footage and yeah. And they're, they're okaying people. their, ta- apparently from what I read, they're okaying their talent to be a part of it, but they're discouraging. They're strongly discouraging them from doing it, but they're not going to stop them from doing it. But like, what, what is, like this seems like a dark side of the ring. What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Teddy, Teddy Hart. I don't know. I don't know. Yikes. This would Yikes. make a great dark side of the ring. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, of course. Of course. It's just, it's just weird as shit that they're doing gonna it. Watch it. Um, and we got some comments here. Um, uh, Mosex says, really, Tony? I heard he was fired. Um, Tony. Ooh, Carlos oh, yeah. Cabrera. Yeah. Yeah, Carlos, dang. And then uh, Joe writes, that is Teddy Hart now. Cocaine is a powerful drug. Um, and, well, let's say he's just not doing well. And he's wrestling he's just, cats and stuff. And he's, uh, he had have a Have you good... ever seen his cat match? Have you ever seen his cat matches? No, thank you. What are uh, the matches that consist of? Like this poor fucking cat. Yeah. Does it, does it, does the, the cat do move? I heard it's impressive. <laughs> I'm sure it is. He had an interesting like run He's trained MLW this cat to like jump on him and shit. Yeah. He, I feel like he made a comeback and he rehabbed his public persona for a couple of years. And then eventually that just went to complete shit. Um, also, and now who knows? I think he might be in jail. I could be wrong about that though. I'm not well, sure. if anyone has that information, let us know. Um, mo- moving on. We got this thing here, this little piece of news. Uh, next slide, Tam. EC3 and Adam Schur. Yeah. Uh, are uh, starting a promotion. Yeah. I guess they started it, baby. One. Free the narrative. Yeah. Control your narrative. Or is it oh, free the narrative? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I think it's control your narrative. Um, and it's got the people are associated with it. Killer Cross, Moose, Cardona, and Matt Seidel. And yeah. they apparently there's a TV deal that's imminent. What? Yeah. What is this? Have you seen it? I know that they did one show and it's on YouTube and I haven't watched it. I don't really what? like EC3 that much. Is it cinematic wrestling? You know, it it might be. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. I know that they they did EC3 and sure did a run in at the last Ring of Honor show and they beat up a bunch of dudes. That's all I really know. And I know that they have he's been saying control your narrative free or not whatever. He's been saying that shit for years and years. So now he's finally acting on it. Um, yeah, no, I don't I just know. Want to know if anyone has any <laughs> thoughts or knows anything about this? I would like to kind of figure it out. Um, but make sure to call the hotline two zero one five seven four seven triple two, and let us know. Uh, Joe writes uh, he wrestled cats. Now I really want to see that documentary. They have to cover the cats. They must. Uh, John Buseman says that cat never drew a dime. <laughs> uh, John says, "Have you watched those East C three shows? I thought it was a cool idea, but it's trash. It's trash. So you've seen it, John? Yeah, you I haven't seen it. We haven't. Seen I know it. that it's on YouTube. It exists, but it I, it just I don't like EC three enough." To care. Yeah. yeah, EC3 is kind of blah to me. I do Sorry. like Braun Strowman. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. He's inter- well, I don't like him as a person. Uh, I think oh, yeah? he's probably a bad... But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I've I seen his similarly- Tinder. His Tinder profile oh, yeah, is pretty funny. It. Yeah. It's just him like like, like having like little pieces of meat <laughs> on his arms. And they're like, I have to build my meat castle. <laughs> like, weird shit. I have to be fun. He's dating uh, Raquel Gonzalez now. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's cute. 
Um, we have to keep getting through here. We have to keep getting through. Oh, wait. Uh, John says it's uh, kind of cinematic. EC3 is basically like, what if Fight Club was a wrestling promotion? That's our fucking idea. Oh, no. Jeff, Jeff Inkler and all right. Jeff oh, stuff. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That is true. That was five, five years ago. That, yeah, that was at least five years ago. Yeah. Did we write it down? Uh, Did we email it to ourselves? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe actually. Gonna, maybe I sent sue. him pictures of that. Uh, I was like, hey, there's this great, there's this guy who'd be perfect for it. His name's Keith Lee. <laughs> Mm. Look at look at where we are five years later. We'll see. Um, free the narrative coming. Joe says free the narrative coming to your local cable access channel soon. Sandwiched between infomercials and local government hearings <laughs> and old episodes of anything on TV. <laughs> anything on TV. Ooh, good plug. Tony says uh, it's cinematic story driven wrestling. It's a bit weird. I'm gonna check it out honestly because I love the idea of cinematically. Well, shot it's, it's, yeah, it's a kooky thing. I mean, I'd be willing to try to watch some of it. Well, we're going to find out. Um, it was something that I should have put a little bit higher in the news uh, because I think it would have been more impactful after talking about how they, uh, you could go to the next slide, Tam, uh, how they are uh, releasing people and signing people on. Instead of hiring Buddy Murphy, they should have just picked up Rachel Ellering. Uh, Rachel Ellering is no longer a part of Impact. Uh, son, a daughter of uh, Paul Ellering, uh, pretty Paul Ellering of the Road Warriors uh, manager fame. Um, I think she's great. Yeah, she's a good wrestler. Yeah, and she actually she did well. wrestle for AEW briefly. Yeah, I, she should go back, yeah. and they should have picked her up. Yeah, and I put a nice picture. That's a nice picture. See, I'm not trying to be yet, mean all the time. I don't want to be mean all the time. <laughs> um, I was told by my by my uh, little brother Jason recently that I'm mean when I'm performing, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Sometimes. I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm familiar. <laughs> My bad. Um, moving on, moving on. We got our last story. What are your thoughts on Rachel Ellering? Do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Rachel. This is even. Yeah, sure, of course. I think Rachel Ellering, um, along with Tony Storm, along with Athena, like these are people who could be really valuable to AEW potentially. So I agree. Yeah, yeah they're just hiring the wrong people. And we got the last point on here. Could you go to the next slide there, Tam? Um, Brock Lesnar's been on a lot of Pat McAfee recently. I've seen a lot more Brock Lesnar than I ever have in my ent in yeah. entire career. I've heard him talk more on the Pat I McAfee watched, show than he ever has. I watched like 30 minutes of that interview. I hate Pat McAfee. I really okay. okay. I find him offensive. Okay. I find his okay. voice offensive. His voice I find is his, kind his of offensive. His energy is disgusting. It's very uh, bro-y. It's very macho. Brock Lesnar on that, he was just, honestly, and I, we talked, we almost talked about it before, and Honestly, very endearing. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very, very weird. I hate that I'm like, oh, Brock Lesnar is nervous uh, all the time and he's nervous around people. He doesn't hate people. He just doesn't, he doesn't want to like uh, be weird in front of them. Like oh, a nerd. Boy. Yeah, he grew up in South Dakota on a dairy farm. What kind of people skills did he learn? He didn't learn those people skills. And now like, he's just like, when I get after a show, I just have to like be away from people for long periods of time just to recharge because it takes so much out of me. Yeah. And I get that. Like, it's work out. Do you see the picture of him with his tongue out? <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm having fun. I'm yeah, having fun. I just, I think he was, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about inappropriate behavior from him when he was younger. And sure, of course. But yeah, it's, it's strange. It's strange. And I think the thing about and he him cares. is like, he does care. He does. Yeah. And I love, I love when like, I love when wrestlers are like, I don't give a shit about the WWE Hall of Fame. I like when wrestlers say that. I think it's really funny. But yeah, I, I, he cares, and 
Yeah, it's just what I like is that you see a guy like him, like a big beefy dude. You've heard all these bad stories about him. And then you think about, oh, well, he must be like his views on life must be awful. But the guy just lives in Saskatchewan on like 10,000 acres and just like opened his own butcher shop on his property and taught himself how to be a butcher. That's just what he wants to do at this time. God bless him. God bless him. Also, that's the most frightening thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, disgusting and terrible. Oh, you're not doing it for work. You're just like, I just really love doing it. <laughs> yeah. like, it's just- I don't know the keto diet. Like, I don't know what that entails. But to hear that he's literally been doing that diet for eight years consecutively, you got to have your own butcher shop, I guess. got to have your own butcher to shop. To do that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was just very interesting. We wanted to have our take on it because it's not a popular take that we have that Brock Lesnar is now endeared to us. He's a little uh, endearing. I just, him doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonation <laughs> is great. It's so yeah. much fun. I never I never saw that coming. I never saw him like joking around with anyone ever. It's crazy. And like at one point in the interview, because there, there's a lot of like, toxic bro energy in that room yeah. for sure but they're like they sing songs like i guess it's like a gimmick i've never seen the show other than this interview but i guess they all sing things together like they're singing like the like the canadian national anthem and at one point brock just starts singing with him he joins in i couldn't believe it there was that part in the very beginning too where like he uh, pat mcafee made some kind of joke about a table or something like he's like oh don't be careful don't break that table down brock and then Brock and he, <laughs> slams the table and the table just explodes. <laughs> and, and not only that, it seemed like he was having fun. Like, yeah. doing, like even putting it back on, it's just like, he's almost like doing comedically, like trying to put yeah. it back on, <laughs> shake it around. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. I, like, it's just crazy to see this mega personality, evil, bad guy yeah. atmosphere, but then him being silly. And also, he, <laughs> like, he loves wrestling. And I think he got it from this the thing like he never said it before he'll never say it again yeah. but the idea like he loves being out there and he, he loves, loves doing this there. and they even asked him like what are the people missing these days he's just like be fucking entertaining come on gotta <laughs> yeah be i didn't like that part i didn't like, but, like I, I get but it. i get it i get it but Honestly, I, I don't that is the yeah. issue that is the issue I guess, I guess, I don't know. I think it's hard because with because well, that's what you hear from all like top guys in the WWE. Like, oh, you got to stop worrying less about your spots and more about being blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but like no one's really given the shot like they're used to be given the shot. Like no one really has the opportunity to go out and make something of themselves because they're eventually just going to get buried. Look at Big E. Does Big E need to stop worrying about high spots? No, no but, but he's getting buried regardless. So it's like tricky. But But the New Day in general, like the, the the cream that does rise to the top, uh, like you, I, like this is kind of like a thing, like uh, with improv or with anything, you right. you learn the rules or with sales, like they make you read from a script, just read from script. But then you see all these like top performers that are just saying their own shit because they know what to say, but because they know what to say, you know, that's why Brock Lesnar is able to do what he wants because he just realized, oh, I found my own thing within their parameters that I could just do, you yeah. know? And that's the similar thing with the New Day. That's similar thing with Eddie and with uh, Roman. Like they found a thing. Now they have more freedom because they don't have to do the scripts anymore. They don't yeah. have to do those things. It's because they push forward and found something that they could they can deliver that no one else can. Someone really loves the WWE over here. <laughs> it's the same with AEW though. It's the, but the AEW, what they do, what they do in different is just like, well, if you don't have anything special that only you could deliver, ah, we'll let you do it anyway. <laughs> I just think it's it's not as simple as that because I think there are guys in the WWE who deserve to be in prominent positions 
without the the dread of knowing that eventually you're just going to get beat by a Randy Orton or a Roman Reigns. And Biggie is the one this. person that I'm talking to. I mean, Biggie's the guy in my head. Yeah, but, and uh, Biggie's the exception rather than the rule. Oh no, he, they're all exceptions rather than the rule. What am I talking about? I, I think that Biggie is unfortunate because I love Biggie, but honestly. Since they separated, and uh, uh, like New Day has been fairly stale for a while, uh, and then when they separated, Biggie was just doing New Day stuff again. It's kind of similar to Roman Reigns when he was uh, like broke off from the Shield, and then he was just doing Shield stuff for a long time. He was just I being Shield alone. I wouldn't blame I wouldn't blame Biggie for that because that's not, who Biggie is. Like he's Biggie's just being himself, and it's over. People love Biggie, and he's doing everything that they're asking of him. But then when push comes to shove, he's the champion through all of these B pay-per-views that they have all year. And then, you know, right when it's WrestleMania season, he's going to drop the belt to somebody else. That's how it goes every year. And it's not just him. There's a, like eight, it happens to AJ. AJ was the champ for most of the year, dropped it to John Cena. And then he kept the title. I guess he kept the title or whatever. It was fine. I'm just saying, I don't know. It's, a, it's all the same. All the same. Well, we have some comments here. Um, uh, Joe says, whenever happened to Tessa Blanchard, know that she had a lot of issues, but assume she would have helped landed somewhere. What happened with her? She, she's she, a bad lady. Uh, she's, she's, she said some racist things. She said, some racist. she said the N-word a few times to some to some wrestlers. Um, she's also gotten into a lot of fights. She's immature. You know, she's she's got some yeah. some beef going around. She'll got to deal with herself. Uh, Joe says, Lesnar has a personality. Who knew? Yeah, it's actually, I know, I knew he had a personality. I just thought it was a terrible one. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. right yeah. Uh, Mo says Brock and his D-ball physique, his D-ball physique are all the reasons why I don't watch WB. Now this interview conversation makes me want to see if I'm wrong. Brock Check Lesner, it out. Check it out. Brock Lesnar is a, like, he has fun, interesting, captivating matches. You want to see what he does because you don't know what he can do. Like just in the elimination chamber today, I didn't like the match, but seeing him crawl up the elimination chamber wall was scary. Yeah. <laughs> seeing him F five, someone off the thing was scary. He's a monster. He really is. He's legit. He's legit. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. No um, doubt about but it. that's the end of the news. That's it. That's the end of the news. And, I, think, um, I think that's where we close out the show for today. This well, we do have to one. give our hall of fame. That's true. The loser leaves wrestling hall of fame for the week. Uh, do you want to go first or shall I? You go first. I am going to formally induct. I'm presenting the LLW Hall of Fame uh, because everyone needs a Hall of Fame. And I think ours is actually the most important one because it's voted on by the viewers uh, of this podcast. Um, and uh, you all voted in and we all decided that uh, the first inductee into the LLW Hall of Fame, Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. Uh, Serena Deeb, uh, just in her short four minute, uh, three minute match, um, she was, she Easily one of the most captivating people on the show. She has a presence about her. I want to see what else she could do. I can't wait to see where she goes. I hope they don't waste her. But she is. Uh, she's definitely an LLWHOF HOF for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and uh, what about yourself, Roy? Who are you yeah, inducting? Yeah, my, my inductee is is a little. It's it's obvious, but we got to get the obvious inductees out of the way because we're going to induct them either way, whether it's this we're going to induct them week. several times over. <laughs> this week's inductee, when I think of this week's inductee, I think of a famous quote, and it's only famous to me, uh, from Bret Hart's uh, Hall of Fame induction speech. At the end of it, he said, I got a Chinese fortune cookie today, and the little fortune cookie said, you're welcome at any gathering. And then he went, so that's what my Chinese fortune cookie said, I'm welcome at any gathering. 
And Brian Danielson is welcome at any gathering that LLW is throwing. So the second inductee into the uh, LLW Hall of Fame is going to be the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Everything that he's done leading up to now has been fantastic. Everything that it looks like he's going to be doing is really exciting and unique and different and fantastic. He make he is a difference maker, especially in a week when we're talking about difference makers and Cody and all of that. He is a true difference maker for AEW. Wow, the class of February nineteenth, Serena Deeb and Brian Danielson, the class, the LLW what a class, class. Of February nineteenth. Very exciting. We can't wait to see who's going to be inducted next week. Who's we don't next? know who's who's next. Who's next? It might be Brian Danielson, Serena Deeb again. We could they could be the first ever second inductees. They could have had the first ever two LLW two-time inductee. Yeah, it's true. We have They're to make a ring. Load them up. We're gonna load them yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have some comments here as we close out. Um, uh, what do we let's see. Oh, Joe, Joe says, agreed. I hate that they booked Lesnar the way they did today, but he made the best out of it. A lot of fun. Mose, thanks for all the pimps out there. Oh, appreciate it, Mose. Hey, no um, problem. Uh, Mose says, Switchblade versus Orange will be fireworks. I'll watch it. I'll watch it because I have to. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, 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 I just honestly, after seeing Switchblade this uh, yesterday, I just, I just felt like Tony knees. <laughs> just... Whoa! They wrestle a different style. Switchblade yeah. more charismatic. Yeah, definitely a degree more charismatic. Uh, Joe writes Danielson for the win. Mose, I want familiar. Uh, I want familiar with Danielson. I'm a believer. I wasn't what? familiar. I wasn't familiar. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, amazing. Crazy. Thank you so Mose. much, Mose. Bless you, Mose. Thank really you all so much for. Thank you so much for joining everyone. Thank you so much for joining, and make sure to. Check out the hotline. Check it out. New information brought there all the time, every the day, time. 24-7. Uh, there's oh, new information. Seven. So make sure to check out that hotline number. And also make sure to check out our, our stuff, Loser Lee's Wrestling on Instagram. Yeah. Loser Lee's Pod on Gmail, as you can see right, right. below me. Um, call the number 201-574-7222 and email us at loserleespod <laughs> at gmail.com. What do you what do you think? I just re- I just realized it's such a non-story to you and I that we didn't even put into the news that the undertaker is being inducted into the WWE hall of fame. That's funny. That's <laughs> it's such funny. a non-story to us. It's so boring. Who yeah. cares? Uh, who uh, actually real quick. Who's inducting him? Yeah. Oh, that's a good Kane. Kane has to do it. it has Paul to be Bear Kane, is dead. Right? So it has to be Kane. It has to be Kane. It's um, gotta be Kane. You don't think Vince? Vince won't do it. Vince won't know. do it. Maybe if, if Vince would make the exception, it should be Vince, but it'll probably be, Kane, I'd assume. If I he can get out of his mayor duties for a night to go, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. Also, hey, everybody who's watching this, go watch the Impact show that's on tonight. There's an Impact show on tonight. You should watch it. It's going to be Check good. out Impact tonight. But it I'll looks think- like a good show. Jay White's wrestling on it. Oh, great. We'll see Brian Kendrick 1.0. He looks like Brian Kendrick and Tony Anise had a baby. <laughs> and it has slightly more charisma than Tony Anise and slightly less athletic ability than Brian Kendrick. Um, <laughs> he wears Brian Kendrick's pants. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. Please uh, uh, like and share and subscribe if you haven't already. But yeah. share with your friends. Let them know that we are not charging you to talk to you. That's true. Like it's free. Monsters, jump in and chat with jump us. In. We want to talk. Uh, and uh, oh, John and says, "Don't a, forget, there's true. a new NWA World Champion, Matt Cardona." Matt Cardona. Congratulations okay. to Matt Cardona as Congratulations, well. Congratulations, Matt Cardona. You He's and- fighting Jordan Grace tonight on this Impact show. Jordan Grace. Yeah. For the media 
Champions. Or the media championship. Yeah, they're fighting each other. The main well, event is uh, Moose versus W. Morrissey, which I'm like not that excited about. But the rest of the show looks really good. Uh, we'll check it out. And then Chica Marks says, I'm going to see Brody King at Santino Brothers show tonight. Have Hell fun, yeah. Chica Marks. That's Have awesome. Fun. Have fun, Chica. Um, but thank you all so much for watching. My name is Red. Uh, I'm here with Roy and Tam. And thank you all so much for watching. Have a great night. Uh, bye. Bye. See you Wednesday. Wednesday. See you then. Olay 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 Olay